Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Football is back on Thursday night. A game in the NFL, a game in college. Joe Pizapia and Craig Mish, we've got it all for you, including trust or bust. Even Professor Pizapia is in the house. Fantasy Sports Today starts now. Fantasy Sports Today. And welcome in. This is Fantasy Sports Today here on FNTSY. Craig Mish, Joe Pizapia, at Craig Mish on Twitter, at Joe Pizapia17, Sean Guastamacchia, producing the show as always. You can catch his TV show today, 4 o'clock Eastern, at the betting window. You can catch it over on the Zumo TV app. Joe, this weekend will, of course, be in the FanDuel Sportsbook in New Jersey. And, uh, man, I don't feel like I got a full break from football this week. This, this Thursday, Joe, just kind of crept up on me here this week. And, Got to look at some lines, and I got to start making contest picks. Uh, these, I mean, that's why the football season Joe goes so fast is because of this Thursday night stuff. Man. Yeah, uh, well, and that's what's fun about it too is it does kind of fly. And this was certainly a week again. You know, last week it was the quarterback issues and all of that changeover, and this week it was the giant injuries of the Cam Newtons of the world being out, and Saquon Barkley being out for extended period, having to deal with all the triage from that. And now we're dealing with uh, some more uh, fascinating things because it looks like Melvin Gordon's going to be back in camp today. So. Uh, I guess uh, the last three days when I was on my high horse about Austin Eckler, it wasn't such a bad idea after all. You got something right this year, Joe. Congratulations. Hey, finally, I have Craig Mitch's approval. You got, you're, 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 you got that and Daniel Jones right so far. The other so stuff. Far, I'm, two to one. I'm two to one. That's good in the positive compared to Antonio Brown. <laughs> no, Antonio Brown is like, you can't even survive that one. That all all like, I want is your approval. That's the only well, reason I do this show. Every day. I'm still burned over Antonio Brown, but um, a story for another day. All right, so... Um, yeah, so uh, and so this week it looks like Gordon's not going to play, which isn't a surprise, of course, because I mean the guy's got to have some practice, I would think, no matter what he's been doing. And now I <laughs> and now I wonder, I wonder how this is really going to shake out. And uh, from a Chargers perspective, it is really curious, Joe. And there's a lot of layers to this. And so, being the cynic and the skeptic that I am, I am not, I am still not fully sold at all that Melvin Gordon is going to, first of all, have a good season, and better yet, that he's still going to even be on this team in a few weeks. But at least initially, it would seem that the Chargers, and again, this is just me looking at it, is that I don't think they have any intention ever of extending this guy. And I believe that, you know, just knowing how things work is maybe some conversation was had in a, in a closet somewhere that, hey, come, report. Let's get you back on the field. Let's get you looking good, and then we'll trade you. And I think that that remains a distinct possibility because he has no incentive, Joe, to report for weeks. The only reason why he'd probably be doing it now is to get out of here. I don't see any other reason why he would. Well, and that's this is to the point I was trying to make about Eckler, which is if, when, how Gordon comes back in, we don't know. There's so many variables about the situation, and you've just rattled through a bunch of them, and I'm sure there's even more we haven't even thought of. But yeah, he could get traded. Yeah, sure, that's definitely a possibility. Hey, look, the best thing you could do is get your butt on the field, 
and let's try to showcase you a little bit and then get you what you want, which is out of here so you can get a long-term deal. And maybe that's the case. Or maybe the case is, you know what, I tried to sit and hold out. Everybody plays nice. And maybe they'll announce an extension on Friday. That's you know, possible, that's, too. That's, that's possible very possible. Too. But There's why, so but why wouldn't possible. that have happened already? You know, that's that's my um, look, look. First of all, let's let's be clear. I know nothing and Joe knows nothing. All no. we're doing is speculating about this, anything. We know nothing situation. about anything. I think well, pretty, pretty much. But in this, but even more so in this situation. So while I do think that your thought process in the last couple of days was accurate, and if you had the wherewithal very quickly to move Eckler in the last couple of days, that is an accurate assessment. But also what we're going to need to do, Joe, is very clearly you want to go about the process correctly, but the result we still don't know because we could be looking at this two weeks from now and saying, oh my gosh, I moved Eckler and they traded Gordon and now I traded one of the top five running backs in fantasy. So it's not that clear at this point. I think that, again, your thought process is correct. But we also have to let this breathe a little bit and let it play out, because in my mind, Joe, and maybe I just don't understand the situation. But if Gordon at the end of the season is going to be a uh, well, they could tag him again, I think. But if he needed to get his uh, certain service time, why would he report early unless they have some sort of agreement of some kind in place, either a trade agreement, a contract agreement, because it does the player, Joe, no benefit whatsoever to put his tail behind his legs and say, oh, I'm sorry, I messed up. That just doesn't happen. And it didn't happen with Bell, and it didn't happen with Elliot. Why would it happen with Gordon? It, it very well may not. Uh, I think the only reason I can think of, of why a deal hasn't, if if a deal is imminent, is you have to get him back in the facility. You have to make sure he goes through all of the hoops to test everything and all the, the you, know, you know you know what it's like when these guys sign these contracts. Sure. They go through a battery of medical tests and things like that. So it could also be a, a matter of something as simple as that. You know, it might not be that deep. It might be a very simple thing. It goes, hey, come back and camp and, you know, we'll announce a deal or whatever it is. I, it's the unknown. It's the multivariables and the fact that Eckler's played very well, perhaps better than your expectations of him as a talent. And maybe that is part of partially because of what the Charger system is. And it's very running back friendly because of the wide receivers they have and their approach to the game and the way they the play calling. All those things could all get into the mix. And I'll tell you what. The the worst feeling in the world right now, and I've seen it already because I've seen it in some of the big Facebook groups and I've seen it on Twitter, are the people who this week gave up when waivers ran on Melvin Gordon because buys started and they went, oh, I just can't do it. I can't wait anymore. And they dropped Melvin Gordon. That is the bonanza now. And that's yeah, happened tough. in a couple weeks. Yeah, it is tough because yeah. of all the days to announce it, right? <laughs> like he announces it. All oh, no. I don't, and by the way, I don't buy that process <laughs> is correct. I think for people who cut him, I would have if I would have had him, I probably would have cut him by now, too, especially if I wasn't off to a good start. I'm sitting there at one and two and I'm like, man, I, I can't hold this guy forever. I, I totally get it. Uh, but I will say this. I'm, I'm going to I'm not going to go crazy on anything that's happening this week. And, and I, I look the easiest scenario, the most plausible scenario is all the theories that I have are incorrect and that he's simply just coming back and he's going to play. But I am going to speculate, at least on on my part, that it just doesn't add up for me why he would. Replace. It just it doesn't make sense. The only way that it would would be to, I think, get moved. There are going to be some teams out there that are absolutely going to need a running back at some point. And even if they don't extend Gordon, he's got a better chance at being extended on another team outside of L.A. I do agree so. with that. I think from that perspective, you're right. There's a better chance of Melvin Gordon being somewhere else, I think, than being in with the Chargers and having him extended there. I think yeah, that's Eckler, true. Eckler did prove that. And Jackson seems like he's OK, too. I think the Chargers are going nowhere. They have told me they have a ton of injuries. They may be one in five. 
and they well they'll win this week, but they may be two and five, and then they could say, you know what, uh, you know, let's let's go this route of the draft picks, and it, and and look, they're going into a new stadium next year too. They're going to have to perform in that new stadium. They can't, you don't move into a new building and suck. That just doesn't happen in pro sports. You got to show out. Uh, but I'm curious. I am curious with this, and uh, and I would not, uh, I would not punt Eckler. I would not. If I had him, I'd be very careful. Uh, I would I would absolutely play him this week, and if you get well, burned next week. And you get burned, then yeah, then uh, then that's then that'll be it, and it'll be a completely incorrect speculation on my part. But I'm not playing my own narrative here. It's just I don't think that this guy. I I don't see the point of him reporting. And, I, and if he does, by the way, Joe, he's uh-huh. taking the big loss, the big L right. for everyone else who holds out, because that means that other teams will look at Gordon and say, Ah, you want to play the game? Look what happened to Melvin Gordon. He lost out on half the year, and I just don't think that that's going to happen. But it could. Can I ask you a Zen question, very Confucius-esque sort of thing, or Nietzsche, maybe? Um, Is Melvin Gordon more valuable to the Austin Eckler owner, or is Austin Eckler more valuable to the Melvin Gordon owner? Oh, man. Ah, your moment of Zen on fantasy sports. Um, You know where I'm getting at, though, right? Do you understand the the POV of the question there? Yeah, I think think the guy who owns Gordon, Eckler, is more valuable to him. I would agree. That's what I think. Yeah, I would agree with that sentiment. So that, right. that that might you know help some people out there trying to figure out, oh my God, should I get so and so a trade or should I trade this person off to that person? That that kind of concept. Yeah, I, I would I would love to see as an example, um, like I would love to uh, have Kansas City take Gordon. You know, that would be I don't know that they're trading within division, but that would be a they won't in the back. You know, forget these other guys who are rolling out. None of them. All right, we'll take a quick time out here on Fantasy Sports today. We got the opening drive up next. Professor Pizza P is in the house as well. Don't go away. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Were you scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for your great idea? Not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road, and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea, timeshare contract guaranteed, or pay nothing. Call Resort Release today and learn for free how their timeshare exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract they've helped thousands of people and they're a plus rated with a bbb so if you feel scammed get mad and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now guaranteed call n-o-w 800-804-7060 that's 800-804-7060 what's your irs problem Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. 
You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 Network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631 Then he pivots, fakes, chucks the big bomb halfway down the field to our hopefully still wide open tailback. I call it Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Fantasy Sports Today presents First play from scrimmage The opening drive The first play of the game Of the opening play And all the way for a touchdown Alright, welcome back It is time for the opening drive On Fantasy Sports Today We've got Thursday Night Football and we've got a pretty good Thursday night game, I would think, in front of us here for the first time all season long. And uh, we have a bad college football game tonight, too, as a matter of fact. So, I mean, go figure this one. Uh, college football game, Navy and Memphis tonight. Memphis 10-point favorite. Ooh, I'm going to be watching that one. <laughs> first, the first college game I'll skip on a, on a Thursday night. But, yeah, Eagles-Packers, it would seem to me that this would be a good game. It would seem to me. But, again... These Thursday night games have been so dreadful, and uh, the first half of last week's game was good, but then the rest was not. Okay, uh, opening drive. Uh, let's start off with this one. Wow, this is a little bit surprising. I thought some. I don't. I, I don't think it was you. Uh, I heard some people say. I don't remember what it was. If I was listening to radio, or reading somewhere. Oh, Rashad Penny is going to be the starter, and he's back, and they just held him out because he because he uh, is not healthy. I don't remember. But he didn't even practice yesterday. Yeah. It, was, so, it wasn't me saying he's going to start. It was me saying Adam everywhere now on the cheap because he didn't play last week. Right. Well, look, Carson is insurance. obviously, if, if, if Penny is still not practicing, Joe, on Wednesday after missing a game, there's something up with this guy. So Probably, but even I mean, more to the reason to why be. you can get him on the cheap. And that's, that's the whole point. You need, if you're a Carson owner, it's one thing when you have to buy insurance at a high premium, you know, the older you get, like they, they run you through the tests and, and you know, if you, well, you have high blood pressure, sir, or whatever it is, and your insurance rates go up, get him now while he's cheap. <laughs> while he's, he's already, you know, not practicing and all these things. And somebody might've jettisoned him from a roster or somebody doesn't care about him because they're frustrated two weeks in a row. He's not playing, get the insurance, buy the insurance now when the premium is really low and you could always cut him. It's not yeah, a big deal. Yeah, so but get it now because the, again, again, you have to consider the downside. People, everybody, everything's always great. Everything, no, you should be an absolute pessimist when it comes to fantasy sports. Always look for the worst case scenario, and then hopefully you're prepared because inevitably the worst case scenario seems to find everybody. Yeah, and I, and I, you know, for me in this one, it's very simple. Yeah, obviously it's a it's a free pickup in most leagues if if someone doesn't have him, and I think that he's being picked up in a lot of leagues too. Uh, if there is ever a clear cut situation, this is this is the one. I mean, this is the clear cut fantasy situation. Uh, Penny ain't doing anything this week, okay? So eliminate him from your mouth in the conversation. But this is it for Chris Carson. This is it. You're Chris right. Car- this is it. You, everyone knows it. There is. There's no need to speculate. There's no need to wonder. If the dude goes out there and rushes 15 times for 40 yards and fumbles, Rashad Penny is going to get a shot. Now, whether what he makes with the shot, I don't think he's any good anyway. But he'll get his chance. Uh, this is it for Carson. And, and it, it, unfortunately... It reminds me of last year when I went down the same road with uh, Collins on Baltimore, who just uh-huh. kept scoring yeah. and he kept getting volume, but he wasn't really good. And it was obvious to everybody, but they just kept giving him the ball. They kept giving him a chance. Then eventually Gus Edwards took over and that was the end of it. But uh, I think it is clear cut. I think, a little uh, different also because 
let's not forget it's only the second year of Penny and the investment the organization made oh, to move up in the draft garbage, to get him. Garbage. So all of those reasons, all the more to the point where you have to kind of they were playing the Davis over him here. last year. They were playing I know. Davis over him. Yeah, but you know what? I don't want to overrate that too much either because rookies sometimes take a little bit longer. It doesn't mean they can never be successful. We'll get to that a little later in the show, but let's also not forget there's probably pressure from above the organization too of, hey, we moved up to get this guy. Let's go see what he is since this other guy keeps fumbling the ball and putting the ball on the ground every five minutes. Yeah, I mean, in this case though, Carroll is is the trigger puller on all these guys. All right, here's here's your question. Um, uh, 349 total rushing yards rest of the season, Rashad Penny, over under. 300, think, I'll give you, uh, you know, uh, 10 seconds here. 349 total rushing yards rest of the season for Rashad Penny. It's not that much. I'm going to say over. I'm going to say under. <laughs> I'm wow. under. I just don't like this guy. All but right. I uh, mean, even if there's 10, even if he plays 10 games, I mean, you're talking just like 35 a game. Mm-hmm. That's all, I, and I don't think. <laughs> wow, I'm gonna say over on that one, but I'll, I'm fascinated to see where that ends up. That was fun. I enjoyed that. Well done, sir. <laughs> I am. I am. I am going to say under and under, under, under. All right. Uh, second down. Oh man, this is a this is horrible. This is real. I mean, it's not horrible because he had a great year, and they're going to the postseason. But man, I wanted Acuna to get 40 40 so badly. That is such a huge benchmark. In reality, in fantasy, and they had to shut him down until the end of the season. And the Braves will play next week. I, you know, I, I, I love the way that this kid plays. I love how good he is in fantasy. This was my top pick in the NL Tout Wars this year, and he was an absolute beast. One of the few things that I nailed this year was getting him. And uh, and Joe, he's not going to get forty forty. But here's the question: Is he the number one overall pick in fantasy next year? I still think it's got to be Trout, just based on track record, because, you know, this is what happens. I think we all get enamored of the new toy. And then last year, people were saying, oh, is it Mookie Betts? Is Mookie Betts the guy is going to challenge? And some people wanted to show you, well, I'm going to take Mookie Betts ahead of Mike Trout, and I'll show you. And Mike Trout was, I think we could all agree, better than Mookie Betts. Not that Mookie Betts is bad, but number one overall, I think, is a very coveted place, especially in baseball. Um, it's not great that Mike Trout didn't end the season healthy either. But I think that you continue to put Trout there, but it's one and one A right now. It absolutely is. And Acuna, it's funny because last year I, I was an Acuna owner and I kept trying to tell everybody also when they remember the injury happened when he was running down to first base and everybody just went, oh, here we go. And it's over. And then I, I want to say when he came back, it was a slow return a little bit. You know, it didn't quite get up to speed. And then he yeah, had he that wasn't hot streak at the end. Yeah, he, he wasn't. And a lot of people were saying, should I cut him? Should I cut him? Should I trade him? No, no. But you have a player who's not well, no, you know, in some of these redraft, you know, 10 team leagues where they're looking for this or he's not doing anything. He's taking up roster space or I'm out at IL spaces or whatever it is. But you have to have patience with these players. When a player is 20 years old and he was last year coming up and adjusting to the major leagues and having any kind of success. The fact that the kid almost hit 300 last year, the fact that he had a 900 OPS last year. I mean, Ronald Acuna is just he's a marvel to watch play the game. Now, he does the one knock on him this year is the strikeout rate did go way up. So he did strike out 188 times, but then again, that's kind of where baseball's at. So in Roto Leagues, you really don't care as much about that. It hurts the OBP a little bit, but OBP, same year over year. So he's not one, but he's certainly 1A. And there will be people next year that, you know, plant their flag and say, oh, I'm going to take him over Mike Trout. And I still think they'll be wrong. 
It could be. It could be. And and in your favorite disastrous points leagues, you're right. He doesn't have as much value as he does. Not disastrous. Better. Better. I think that's the word you're looking for. Better. <laughs> when they're when they're skewed properly, they are better. Yeah. Uh, in a points league, he would lose points for strikeouts. So that's a good point. He probably he can't be the number one overall pick in a points league, and Trout would absolutely be. Uh, he can uh, still be the two. He can still be. He the could two. be two, but n- not with those K's in that format. Well, but the stolen uh, bases depending on how you point. Those, that's true too. Yeah, no, that makes true. up that's for. So, too. like, if you get two points for a stolen base, that's basically now he's that at like 140 true. walks. You could consider it that way. So it's only that minus 40 there between this walks. Yeah, and he's, the a, he's going to be a $50 auction player, $60 auction player. Well, 100. Um, okay, third down. Uh, the Brewers clinched the postseason. This is a huge surprise after Yelich went down, Joe. With no, with the, almost no pitching, <laughs> they've been able to get unbelievable performances. They just basically took this kid, uh, well, not kid, he's an older guy anymore, but Drew Pomerantz off the scrap heap. I don't think he's given up a run since he's gone to Milwaukee. A great, great job by Craig Council getting them to the postseason. You think they have you think they have wins in them, though, facing Washington in a one-game no, and then I, L.A. I, after that? Man, when Brandon Woodruff went down, I thought this was the end of the Brewers. I'll be 100% honest. Because Who do they I even was... have? And I followed well, the here today. The well, I'll tell you, they had Brandon Woodruff. And if you missed out on that season from Woodruff, you missed out because that guy was a dollar player who had magnificent returns. We're talking about a strikeout to walk ratio that you want from an ace. And he was holding that rotation together. And when he went down, I was like, well, there goes the Brewers. And then the Yelich injury, you go, well, forget it. Well, they already sunk. But somehow they did it. I don't know how. Smoke and mirrors, home field advantage, whatever it is. All I know is that that clip of Bob Buecher getting the champagne on him in the clubhouse just made me smile this morning. Like, that was the best thing in the world. I woke up and I saw that. It's great. It's great because Milwaukee, The I've been there to see a game. I'm sure you have, too. They love the baseball there. It's. It, I was there for a day game, and there were people tailgating like a football game at 9 in the morning. It was amazing. It was so much fun. And they were out there and drinking beers and making sausages. Good for them. It's another Cinderella story, but I don't. Uh, yeah, I think she turns into a pumpkin again before be. we get in the middle of October. I mean, maybe they, I mean, with this one game, anything can happen. But after that, I, oh my gosh, if they were able to get past L.A., that would just incredible job by uh, the manager too. Yeah, to get council, these guys. Great. Yeah, the council two years in a row, man, smart guy. Okay, uh, fourth down, Amazon Alexa, Joe, for ninety nine cents, you can change Alexa's voice to Samuel L. Jackson. Yes, I saw this yesterday, and this is the only thing that will make me ever buy one of those because I want I want to say Samuel Jackson, uh, can you? Can, I don't want to say not Alexa. I want to say Samuel Jackson, can you tell me where to go eat or whatever? That's a you know, man. Go look it up your damn self. That's what right. I want to hear. Yeah. Uh, there's snakes I, I, on the plane, piece of people. Man, shut your mouth. That's what yeah. I want to hear. Yes. All right, uh, we got to take a quick timeout. Uh, Professor Pizapia is in the house. Coming up next, you're listening to Fantasy Sports Today. Don't go away. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBets also offers its own betting concept where customers, they're rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. 
Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. Lose weight now. Go to Fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at Fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to Fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to Fat100.com for free information on how you can lose weight, go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called thebestdate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at thebestdate100.com. That's thebestdate100.com. One more time, thebestdate100.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Fantasy Sports Today brings you... Oh, back to school. Back to school. What's your favorite subject? Foosball. Really? (laughs) Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? Go to pointsbet.com slash grid and open up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID, and you'll get two risk-free bets up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet. For example, if you're playing tonight's NFL game and you bet the Packers minus 5 and they beat the Eagles by 8, you receive 8 times your stake. That's PointsBet.com slash GRID. Enter promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets up to $1,000 today. Call 1-800-GAMBLER if you have a gambling problem. If not, this website is only for 21 years and older in New Jersey. Eligibility restrictions apply. All right. As we mentioned and you heard there in the open, it's time to go back to school with Professor Joe Pizzapia. And this is kind of giving you guys some lessons in fantasy football. They could be something for the future. It could be something for the past. So let's open up the classroom and dive into lesson number one with Professor Joe Pizzapia. Joe. Professor Pizapia, by the way, is not easy to say. And Craig Mitch has said it many times already. Oh, better than I did that read. I had to do. Oh, well, I was going to ask you, how many, how many risk-free wagers do you get there? How many? I don't, I don't even remember. <laughs> I don't live in New Jersey. I can't no, do any of this. But I do. Hey, listen, you, whatever you want to do, you send it to me. I take care of it for you. There don't worry it about That's it. That's the deal. Yeah, That's don't what I got to do. Little, hey, take a little bit off the top. Everybody wins. Send, you in, know? Your, send in the parlays. Then, then, hey, I got your parlays ready. All right. So let's get after it. Let's talk about a little bit of lesson time. And lesson number one this week is sometimes you need to see the downside. 
it's intoxicating to be right. It's great to be right. Everybody loves to oh, be you right. You love it. That's right. Oh man, do I <laughs> your favorite thing. You wake right. up in the morning, you're like, oh, oh it's it's seven thirty. I told you. The first thing I do, I breathe in and I turn to Alexa and Samuel Jackson <laughs> yells back to me, "Man, you are so right this morning." Uh, but you have to understand, just because you're right doesn't mean it's going to last. And just because you're right about something, you can't get intoxicated with it to the point where you can't see the forest through the trees. There is a downside to players that you hit on later in drafts because the reason they're available later in drafts is either because the talent isn't quite what you think it is or they're layered later in drafts because they really are outperforming what they normally should be projected to do. And sometimes that happens early in a football season. It happened last football season. It happened the year before. It happens every year. What you want to try to do is look at situations and look at players. And we talked about Eckler as being one of these examples. My God, everything is broken right. What can break wrong for this player? And Eckler was a perfect example of so many variables that could break wrong. And you had a great matchup coming up against the Dolphins, where if on Monday or Tuesday you were able to flip him in a trade, God knows what you're able to bring back. It was probably an enormous value. Now we're sitting here, and all of a sudden that value is taking a tremendous hit. Why? Because some of those variables have started to eke in and leak in to the value of Eckler. And he's just one of many examples. There are many other players right now on your roster, and you could be a 3-0 team right now. But look carefully. Look ahead. Project and see what are some of the teams? What are some of the matchups I've got coming up? Do I believe in this player in those matchups? Maybe they played some soft teams to open the season. Maybe they have the Dolphins or the Redskins or other teams like that. Maybe, just maybe, the best time to get out from these players is now when I'm right about them before I end up being wrong. So that's okay. lesson number one. All right, but here, here is here's my follow-up to that. Sure. And, and this is a this is and I want you to think about this. And I'll try. It's, it's a two-part question. And okay. this is why I think what you're saying, why all along, I, I don't think that, I think that your hypothesis is correct, but the results may not be. And I'll try and prove my point here. Maybe I'll be sure. Right. How many leagues are you playing in this season? Uh, around, I think, 10 or 11 I'm in. Okay. How many in all of the leagues that you're playing in allow trades? Um, let's see. The roundabout. Nate. Eight. How many trades have been consummated in the eight leagues that you're in? One that I was involved in or other people? Anybody. Uh, one, there's been f- six. So six total trades out of eight leagues that yeah, you're so in. Yeah, so almost right. So this is about the time where people, this is the time of year after you have the first couple of weeks, everybody kind of evaluates, again, similar to baseball, where people don't want to panic in April. But once you start to click into May, you got to start making some moves. Otherwise, you're going to fall too far behind. Oh, yeah. No, I understand. I just I, the, the point I'm trying to illustrate is I know what you're saying is, yeah, it's, is that it's, it's difficult to make, to make a trade. <laughs> this is the time. In general, no, well, you're right. Just, but this is difficult. this is the time where it heats up. It heats up right now because this is when everyone's still paying attention and everyone still believes that they have a chance. And there's also some desperation that is set into other teams and other owners who start off one and two or oh and three. And they're very good football. Like I'll give you, for instance, in flex league, right? Uh, industry draft. Every there's going to be teams that are three. No, there's going to be teams that are zero and three. Last year, I was a team that was zero and three because Le'Veon Bell decided he didn't want to play football. Well, well, what am I going to do this year? I'm a team that's three. No, it doesn't mean that those owners underneath who are zero and three, and there's a fair amount of them right now, don't know what they're doing. But they have players on their roster that are underperforming, and they need a win now. And I'll take that underperforming player who I believe in over a player that's out kicking his coverage, basically right now and look for the long term because I have the cushion to wait for them to get to where they're supposed to be. And that's the point. Right. Well, you lost me after three and oh, I didn't hear a word you said after that. <laughs> I just want to win that league because it comes with a belt. And then, you know, yeah, I love in the wrestling. Yeah. I, I just want to know who's your best player in that league. 
Uh, well, I started Somebody, that draft. Somebody's obviously really good in that league that you have. DeAndre Hopkins was my first pick. My second pick was Patrick Mahomes. It was super flex. Yeah, so Mahomes, yeah. Yeah, and then I, my third pick was Andrew Luck. So imagine if I had Luck, too. I could be 3-0 and with a bullet. But I think that if I'm, you just have Mahomes and no one but else. But it's okay. It's I had Daniel Jones for a dollar. <laughs> yeah, but Mahomes, man, that's the whole thing. Right, but you know what? Bad job by them letting Mahomes make it to me in the second round of a super flex this year. That was right. Well, that won't ever happen again. That's it. No, That's, it won't. Yeah, no, You're right. No, That's happen. done. All right. You ready for number two? Yes. All right. So number two, patience, grasshopper, patience with rookies. If everybody got all up in arms every time rookies didn't come out of the gate and were spectacular, we would never have any NFL careers, especially those people in dynasty and keeper leagues. Don't automatically overreact and think players are busts. Look at Melvin Gordon actually as a perfect example. Melvin Gordon had enormous expectations coming in as a rookie running back. He didn't meet those expectations. A lot of people soured. And then after that, he became a pretty solid back for a few years in a row. I would say pretty, pretty, pretty solid there. So I know where that's you, ha- you have to have, there you go, reference for you. You have to have patience with these guys. And that means guys like Jacobs and Montgomery, uh, some of the running backs from last year too, who did not hit. And granted, sometimes you're going to get a whole class that are busts. But you know what? If you had patience with Dalvin Cook and through the injuries, patience is paying off. Patience is a good thing when it comes to rookies, specifically with running backs. And I know it's frustrating. I know you're taking L's sometimes, but you have to kind of be willing when you make that investment to a young player to do that, to be one of those owners that has the patience. Because if you don't, then don't take those kind of guys. Go pivot to the older guys who are probably equally risky, but the the LaShawn McCoys of the world are the guys you should be taking then instead if you don't have the patience to deal with them. That's number two. Okay. Uh, Listen, I, I would echo that as well. My uh, my only thing that I would say that is unlike years past, and I'm talking about 2017 and forever going back mm-hmm. in fantasy football. I'm not sure why it's trending this way, Joe, but it seems to be trending toward at least the last couple of years. And again, very small sample. But what in the world, man? Rookies aren't as good as they like. I remember taking rookies and taking first year guys and they were just beasts. Well, was Ezekiel Elliott and Saquon Barkley have been beasts. They have, but that's two in the Odell last Beckham five years. His first year. Mike Evans was a beast his first year. What I'm saying is it's cyclical at positions and some years. I mean, look, let's let's be frank. In the last four years, we've gotten number one you know, first round picks in Ezekiel Elliott and Saquon Barkley coming out in the draft. It's also right. But where are the rest of them? Well, like, where are the-, the, the rest of them is people starting to catch up with the notion that the NFL is very different now. So I think what's running- happened is there's so much data and so much information that the days of I'll give you an example, perfect example. Okay. The days of getting Arian Foster in his breakout season in the fourth round are just like so far long gone. Like everybody knows what's going on now. So like that's Ar- true. Like if sure. Arian Foster coming off coming off that like last couple games, if you go back in history like ten years ago, and then remember he was like a fourth round pick mm-hmm. in a lot of fantasy yeah. leagues. If that was to happen now, he'd be like a second or third round pick in fantasy. And that's the and I think that is the difference. Like you're never getting Fred Taylor Again, in the fifth <laughs> round, you're never getting Clinton Portis in the seventh round. Like those things are just not happening because everyone is speculating higher. But but a lot of people are getting burned so far this year. Like that's, well, the that's, other that's, the other thing is you've seen the specialization of NFL happen, which is something relatively new in the last couple of years where you're getting. Well, this is our, you know, first down back and this is our goal line back and this is our back for, you know, third down this and, you know, third long. And everyone, everyone's got a back for every occasion. And the specialization in systems has really changed as well, not to mention the fact that is become just like Major League Baseball has become a power hungry league. The NFL has become a pass hungry league. It's just the way it is, the way the rules are set up. 
and uh, the, what defenses are not allowed to do has really changed that significantly. And it's changed it so significantly to the point where it's not an insane notion because I think the earlier you do it next year, if Mahomes is out there in the mid first round, like once you go through those top tier running backs and even them look already Saquon hurt a little bit of attrition there. You have the potential hold out there of Elliot. Oh that yeah. Stuff, well, that happens that every is, year. It that does. But you know, you want to lock in your fantasy player. If you're a good owner, if you are a smart prepared fantasy owner, the earlier you take Mahomes, the easier it is for you to make the rest of your team because you know, every week your floor of points is already sitting at 25. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, again, what if I would have told you right the week before we started the show that we'd be sitting here three weeks in and and it would be a almost a complete zero from Montgomery and um and Philadelphia's running back. Uh what is this game? Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders. <laughs> if I told you, you'd be like, Come on, no way. Sanders I would believe. Be Montgomery, I find it hard to believe. And I already told you we went through this the other day in terms of where he stacks up with the other guys we're talking about. He's not that far off. He's still in RB2 right now, which is exactly where he's been drafted, and he still has RB1 upside. So let's be patient as, as we come full circle. Okay. Full circle. Let's, Number let's three. Do, yeah, third one. Number three, don't be afraid to cut your losses. It's good that you're smart enough to recognize talent, but productivity is paramount. Everything is about productivity. I love Deshaun Hamilton. Deshaun Hamilton had a great end to the season last year. He was catching six balls a game, having some touchdowns sprinkled in there. He looked like the man. What happened? Well, Joe Flacco decides that uh, he can't see him on the football field and all they do is run the football. So you have to understand just because a player's talented, if he's not producing by the first month of the season and he's not an integral part of the offense in terms of snaps, in terms of touches, you have to cut your losses and move on because, as Craig always says, the season's not very long in fantasy football. you got to make your moves and you got to stay competitive every week. Yep, no doubt. All right, coming up next, we'll be competitive with John Lobb. He's going to join us next. And we'll talk about the Eric King leaving college football in 2019, how that affected the fantasy football, college football landscape. Don't go away. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212 212- 299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to madesailors.com. That's madesailors.com. Attention all authors. Page Publishing is looking for authors. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Page Publishing will get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, Apple iTunes, and other outlets. They handle all aspects of the publishing process for you. Printing, cover art, publicity, copyright, and editing. Call 800-292-8137 now for your free author submission kit. That's 800-292-8137 for your free author submission kit. Again, that's 800-292-8137. With Thermospa's unique built-in thermal filtration system, you simply fill it with a garden hose and your water stays crystal clear with very little maintenance. Right now, they're offering 0% APR financing with approved credit and a $1,250 savings coupon. Call Thermospas today at 800-603-6422 for your free DVD videos and brochure. That's 800-603-6422. Call 800-603-6422 today to take advantage of 0% APR financing. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. 
And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America. Full-time fantasy. When I was drafting, Brown was in, he was out, so I felt like I took Waller when I could, but I didn't always get him. He still was a good pick with Antonio Brown. Obviously, him being out opened it up because, yeah, Tyrell Williams is there, but Tyrell Williams is not a guy that's going to get 150 targets. And Waller, he's a former wide receiver. He doesn't look like a tight end. He's got the size, yeah, but yeah. his build is, that doesn't look like a tight end. He's very skinny. Weekdays, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. One, one, two, check me out right here, yo. And welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today in this first hour. Every single week on Thursdays, we check in with the gridiron scholar John Lobb here on the show to talk a little college football. And John, thanks once again for being part of the show today. How are you? Are you ready for another college football weekend? Oh, yeah, I'm so pumped, and we're now entering the conference play. We've had a terrific month of college football, but now we really get into the meat and the potatoes, the thick of the season. From week four to the end of the season, it's just fantastic as a college football fan. All right, before we get into the games, let's touch on our fantasy league, which took a huge, huge hit this past week, John, and I think isn't being talked about enough, where, of course, as you know, Derek King, who was the number one overall pick in our college fantasy football draft by Howard Bender, uh, ended up deciding after a few weeks that he's going to redshirt and sit out the rest of the season. And so, John, what did you think when you heard this news? Because uh, Joe and I talked about this. This kind of sets an interesting precedent for the future, and it's certainly not great for fantasy if the kid decides he's going to shut it down if his team isn't very good. What did you think about that? First, I was completely shocked because I was sitting at my computer doing my Monday waiver wire for my college teams, and I started to see the news came across my screen. Now, Kelly Bryant did the same thing last year, but the reason Kelly Bryant did it was because Trevor Lawrence had been ascended to the starting position at Clemson. So Bryant took this ability, this four-game red shirt um, rule that is in college football, and now he's at Missouri. I am completely shocked that Derrick King did this. The fascinating part is I had watched them earlier, I believe it was last Thursday, against Tulane. Now, they lost that football game, but I actually thought it was the best that, that um, Derrick King had played all season. I thought maybe the Cougars was getting their offense in gear. They're going to be entering their conference schedule. So I expected them to play better down the stretch. 
look, at this is absolutely shocking. I have to believe he wants to leave the program. Now, he says he's going to stay. His dad says that he's going to go. So we're going to see. My belief is he's going to leave for a better offer at a, a Power 5 school instead of the group of five. But I am shocked. And this basically just brings free agency into college football between, you know, graduate students, the transfer portal, and now this four-game redshirt rule. It's just free agency out there now. Yeah, it's funny. We were talking about it uh, earlier in the week, and I, I kind of reiterated what you said, and so did Craig. But on top of which, too, when you when you look at it, it's kind of they did it to themselves. They created this rule, it seems like, to give them the ability to hold kids back and keep them longer. But it looks like it's having the opposite effect. They're pulling themselves out and then going somewhere else. John, I want to talk to you about Arizona State. They're at home this week uh, against Cal now. Cal's number 15 overall. They haven't been a dominant team so far this year, but they're still undefeated. So, you know, the way Arizona State's play, the way Herm Edwards has gotten this team ready to go, they've gotten some good play of the quarterback. Do you think this is a spot here where Cal gets their first loss of the year against Arizona State? Joe, that's a great question because I was talking about that on my podcast last night with um, your partner, Scott Bogman. And yeah. I think this is, a, <laughs> this is a classic trap game. I mean, Cal's undefeated. They just went on the road and beat Ole Miss. Arizona State lost last week at home. So I look at this as classic trap. I'm staying away from it, but I am not going to be surprised if Arizona State with Herm Edwards and Eno Benjamin go in there and upset Cal. All right, John Lobb is with us. We're talking a little college football this week. Before we get back into the games, let's talk about the players John this week and of course as you mentioned conference play usually these games tighten up a little bit more and and we don't see the favorites of 30 and 40 points we start to get some really solid games although there aren't a lot of top 25 matchups this week only two of them as far as uh, with teams playing each other as far as what I can see Uh, what are the good matchups for the individual players that you like going into this week you know, I am fascinated by Maryland and Penn State. Penn State's 12 in the country. They're 3-0. But they're going on the road. Now, Maryland's coming off a stinker. They just got up, beat up pretty bad by um, Temple two weeks ago. So they've had a week. Coach Lockley has been able to look at the film. I believe he's going to be able to tweak that offense. They have running back Anthony McFarlane, and they have quarterback Josh Jackson. So I expect the Terrapins to turn this around at home. They're underdogs, so I like Maryland here, and there's a lot of fantasy goodness in that. Now, one team that I'll actually tell you to stay away from, normally Texas Tech recently has been fantasy gold, but right now they're 2-1, and and they're actually – they lost their starting quarterback, Alan Bowman, and they're actually going to have – Two quarterbacks, and I'm an old believer in the Tom Landry statement. If you have two quarterbacks, you have zero quarterbacks. So I think this is looking really bad for Texas Tech against Oklahoma. Normally, I would love to load up on Texas Tech players, but I'm staying away from this, including the receivers. I don't like either of their quarterbacks to be able to be successful passers of the football. Obviously, I like all my Sooners in this matchup. All right, let's get into one of those matchups that actually has uh, two ranked teams playing. It's Notre Dame against Virginia. Obviously, Notre Dame competitive in the first half, and then Georgia kind of made their adjustments, and we all know what happened after that. But uh, I think a lot of people will argue that that was still an impressive outing and showing for them. Also, I mean, not to be lost in that game, too. I watched it. I was really impressed with Cole Komet. Man, that guy is a matchup nightmare. So, uh, <laughs> He's a good player. <laughs> I, just, I just look at him, and I'm like, wow. I mean, if you're an NFL team, how do you not get excited about that, dude? But uh, they're playing Virginia this week. I assume you think they're going to handle them. But 
not only that, but also talk a little bit about more about this tight end. And and now this was his first game this year. Is this in the next kind of tight end to kind of enter our sphere in fantasy football for the NFL that this is a guy to really watch and see how he develops this year? Absolutely. I was high on Cole Komet before the season started, but I believe he missed the first two, if not the first, yeah, the first two games of the season. So when he goes down to Georgia, and we know Georgia's a tough physical team, Notre Dame's on the road, I thought he played spectacular football. Now, I think he's going to be able to take advantage of Virginia here. Virginia on offense is really a one-trick pony. I like Bryce Perkins, a dynamic dual threat quarterback. He's not an NFL prospect because I don't think he's a good enough thrower of the football, but he's going to make plays. But I do think this is a great spot for Notre Dame coming home. I like Ian Book. Now he's a borderline NFL prospect. I've been watching him closely. I thought Book also played well against Georgia. Not great, but I do think Notre Dame's front five was kind of, you know, overtaken by the Georgia defense by the end. But Komet and Book are the two players that I'm really looking at, and I expect Notre Dame to take pretty much take advantage of Virginia because if Perkins doesn't get 120 yards rushing and 200 yards passing, I don't think the Cavaliers can stay in this game. Yeah, a lot of points, though, John. No, you laying 13 in this game? I don't know. Feels yeah. For me. Feels like too many for me. No. Well, Notre Dame always, aren't they kind of like the, the old Raiders in the 80s? Their lines are always a little bit skewed, right? Because there's a lot oh, of yeah, Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah always. Yeah, so yeah. I agree with you on that. Yeah, it does It does feel like too much with the way Virginia's played. And again, uh, you know, Notre Dame, let's say they're up 27, uh, you know, 16. At the end of the game, you're still getting a cover out of that. Notre Dame could dominate the game. This is a weird line for me. I'm surprised after after last week seeing them play. They look like a more of a ball control type team than they do an explosive team. So I was I was surprised to see that line being so big. Um, okay, any other uh, interesting games that has uh, that piqued your interest this week? Both uh, you know on the college gridiron and and that by the way is probably the the primary top twenty five game this week, John. Uh, the other ones on the West Coast. Yes, the one that I'm going to be watching for NFL prospects and just interest, USC versus Washington. If you have not seen USC, it's amazing. They've gone through three quarterbacks already, but all three of them have been productive. Now, they have a senior wide receiver, Michael Pittman Jr. He's been fantastic this year. He should be on your radar. He's 6'4", 220 pounds. A little bit of a late bloomer, but he has 31 receptions this year for 437 yards and three touchdowns. I'm going to be watching him closely because if he can produce against this Washington secondary on the road and the Huskies are good in the back end, I'm going to be impressed, especially when you're talking about your third-string quarterback throwing the football. And on the Washington side, I need to see an NFL-level game for Jacob Eason, the quarterback. He went to Georgia. He transferred to Washington. I have not been overly impressed. Now, he had one game where he threw four touchdowns, but it was really just about competition. The Huskies just blew the other team out. So I'm going to be watching Pittman and Easton very closely, and I am looking forward to this game. And we're a little lucky on the East Coast. It's a 3.30 start, so we should be able to watch a lot of this out here. All right, uh, John, Let's, uh, let's one more game, and then you give me your, your DFS uh, players for the week. Uh, the game that I want to ask you about, Kansas State, Oklahoma State. OSU came up short against Texas last week. Of course, Kansas State is coming off that win at Mississippi State. They got a week off, new coaching staff. It seems like an upstart team, but this is also a pretty good spot, I would think, for OSU 
who's got to be really mad after losing that game to Texas. So do you think that Kansas State keeps it going? Do they have the potential to upset OSU on the road, or is this one of those games where Gundy just goes wild and they're throwing the ball all over the place and Hubbard's running? You know, this is another exciting game. I'm glad you asked it. To me, it's, it's going to be completely about game script. It reminds me of when the Celtics and the Lakers used to play in the 80s. Whoever controlled the tempo, same thing. If Kansas hopes to win this game on the road, they're going to need 38 minutes of possession. And they can do that because they're going to run their quarterback. They're going to run the ball. They might actually have like a 70 to 30 run to pass ratio, if not more. However, if their defense gives up one or two touchdowns early, it's going to be very difficult for them to be able to stay in this game. So the first quarter to me is going to be fascinating. Can Kansas State control that offense? Can they control the line of scrimmage? And can they keep the Cowboys off the field? Because we do know that Oklahoma State loves to throw the football and put points on the board. So Kansas State better control the clock. Now, Oklahoma State's a four-and-a-half-point favorite, but I'm watching that game closely. It's going to be fascinating. All right, give me a couple players this week, John, to start in DFS, and then uh, we'll take off for the weekend here. Sure, if you're doing the DFS Saturday slate on DraftKings, I think there's two great cornerstones to start with. One is Wake Forest quarterback Jamie Newman. He's only $7,800. He scored over 30 points each week this season. He's still underpriced and underappreciated in college fantasy football. Start him at your quarterback position. And believe it or not, I think you're getting a bargain. I don't usually tell people to play this player because he's so good. But Travis Etienne of Clemson, this is the cheapest he's been all season. He's only $7,200. Now, he had a monster opening week with almost 42 points. But since then, he's been under 15 points in three straight games. So I believe that Clemson puts a beat down on North Carolina it, you know, on the road. And I think ETN finally feasts and gets at least two touchdowns. So your lineup should begin with Jamie Newman and Travis ETN. Yeah. And, uh, and, and good point there. And, and I think that North Carolina, after that nice feel good story, they really come back down to earth now. So, um, you know, for Mac Brown, no more dancing for him for sure. All right, John, we'll catch uh, all your work over at fantracks.com, all of your rankings. Certainly. We appreciate you coming on the show. Once again, enjoy the weekend of college football. A lot of games on Friday night, too. So it should be a fun weekend to get started, especially uh, tomorrow. Thanks again. Oh, you're welcome. Have a great day, gentlemen. All right. That's John Law, the Gridiron Scholar, joining us here on Fantasy Sports Today. And coming up next here on the show, we will have the best of the first hour. Then in hour number two, we got plenty to get to. So you want to stay tuned. We've got Fantasy Football Trust or Bust coming your way. Joe will also dive into some of the player props in the Thursday night football game. So, Uh, Don't go away. You're listening to Fantasy Sports Today right here on FNTSY at 2 o'clock Eastern. We'll turn it over to full-time fantasy with Adam Ronis and Dr. Roto. They've got you covered until 4, and we'll be back with plenty more, including the best of the first hour right after this. Don't go away. This is 
Michael David from Seattle. I'm 51 years old, and six months ago, I started taking Andro 400 to increase my testosterone. Since then, I've lost 35 pounds of fat, and my waist went from size 38 to size 32. I have more energy, and I look and feel 20 years younger. And now, my wife tells me I have to take Andro 400. Hi, this is Ron Johnson from Utah. After 10 weeks of taking Andro 400, I lost 13 pounds, and my waist went from 36 to 33. That was eight years ago. I continue to take Andro 400 and I've maintained my weight at 172. Gained muscle and energy. I'm 63 now and feel better than I have in 30 years. Andro 400, the natural way to increase testosterone, lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great. Try Andro 400, the safe, effective, affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. Were you scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for your your great idea. Not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea, timeshare contract guaranteed or pay nothing. Call Resort Release today and learn for free how their timeshare exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract. They've helped thousands of people and and they're A-plus rated with a BBB. So if you feel scammed, get mad, and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now, guaranteed. Call N-O-W. 800-804-7060. 800-804-7060. 800 That's 800-804-7060. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631 Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. As we wrap up the first hour of the show, here's what you missed. The game that I want to ask you about, Kansas State, Oklahoma State. OSU came up short against Texas last week. Of course, Kansas State is coming off that win at Mississippi State. They got a week off, new coaching staff. It seems like an upstart team, but this is also a pretty good spot, I would think, for OSU who's got to be really mad after losing that game to Texas. So do you think that Kansas State keeps it going? Do they have the potential to upset OSU on the road, or is this one of those games where Gundy just goes wild and they're throwing the ball all over the place and Hubbard's running? You know, this is another exciting game. I'm glad you asked it. To me, it's, it's going to be completely about game script. 
It reminds me of when the Celtics and the Lakers used to play in the 80s. Whoever controlled the tempo. Same thing. If Kansas hopes to win this game on the road, they're going to need 38 minutes of possession. And they can do that because they're going to run their quarterback. They're going to run the ball. They might actually have like a 70 to 30 run to pass ratio, if not more. However, if their defense gives up one or two touchdowns early, it's going to be very difficult for them to be able to stay in this game. So the first quarter to me is going to be fascinating. Can Kansas State control that offense? Can they control the line of scrimmage? And can they keep the Cowboys off the field? Because we do know that Oklahoma State loves to throw the football and put put points on the board. So Kansas State better control the clock. Now, Oklahoma State's a a four-and-a-half-point favorite, but I'm watching that game closely. It's going to be fascinating.